coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. With so many Smash clones out there, it's only a matter of time before Patrick and Mark wind up as characters in one. Ice Climber style? Sure. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. How's it going for you, Patrick? Um, good. I, this weekend, purchased, traded in to get a PlayStation VR headset. That's very cool. Um, it is very cool. Um, I find myself just sort of, like, idly thinking about it, where I'm like, <laughs> I could get, look. I got nothing against the real world. The real world is fine. But if I could disappear into VR for just a little bit, I would be a lot happier with the real world. And now I've got to say, this is a little bit of a changing of tune. Yes. A tune changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that I am not as, or was not as fervently anti-VR as you are. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the, you're kind of just a like, that's not for me, I don't need it kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, sort of in the camp of, like, I've never really experienced it, uh, and I'm okay not having that experience. Um, and then I did a couple of VR things at E3 this year, some of which I thought were cool, some of which, look, man, there was one where you're an orc uh, playing war drums. That's a, that's a cool game. You're just drumming the whole time, and you're Is an it orc. like Donkey Konga? Uh, no, it was worse than Donkey Konga. <laughs> Um, that's a not high bar. I love Donkey Konga. I will defend that game. <laughs> um, in any event, uh, been playing uh, Moss on PSVR, uh, which is adorable. It's got this great little character who's a mouse. She's got big ears, and like you direct her around this wor- this world. It's awesome. So it's a good game. Partly, what you're saying is, if if you seem distracted during this episode, it's because yes. your mind is wandering. Sure. To uh. The heyday of wearing PlayStation VR. Like, if we could see your thought bubble. Like yeah, a that's right. Comic you would, strip. You would just see... Uh, well, You're like, laying in a field. A, a plate of lasagna, of course. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I like this. I like having an, ex, uh, an excuse <laughs> for why I'm distracted today. Um, no, but Mark, look. Here's something that we cannot be distracted yeah, from. Yeah, serious business. Serious business here. My copy of Sonic Forces. Do you want to borrow it? I'm not offering that to Mark. I'm offering that to you, the listener. All you got to do is send me your mailing address to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And I send you my copy of Sonic Forces. You play it for as long as you want and send it back. No cost to you. None. No cost to you whatsoever. And in fact, very little responsibility asked of you. If this thing comes back to me at all, I'm not even going to say in one piece, at all, we will uh, sing your praises in our hallowed halls and for pa- decades. Patrick's not offering for me to borrow it, but I could put myself on the list. So you mm-hmm. should put yourself on the list before me. Right. And let the record show, I have never offered to let Mark borrow this game. It's a never. kindness. Never We're would. good enough friends. <laughs> That's right. So it is something that I'm inflicting on you, our listeners. Mark, look, we've got a big topic today. We're talking about games that are like Super Smash Brothers. Um, so let's just get into it, shall we? Yep. 
Okay. Why are we doing this first thing? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yes. Comes out. Eight days. Eight days from now. Uh, that's very soon. It's obviously a highly anticipated Nintendo Switch title. Um, I feel like these games are always highly anticipated. Tons of hype. People get very excited for them. Um, what do you? Before we get into games that are like Smash, um, what is it about Smash Brothers that a you find attractive, and b you think that like makes the internet and Nintendo fans so excited? I and are those the same thing? <laughs> well, you know how. Uh, as a kid, you would play with toys, and they would be toys from all different... They wouldn't necessarily just be from one franchise or another. Right. You just had toys, your and you would play with them together. playing with your Ninja Turtles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what, like, the Smash Brothers is the embodiment of. It's taking franchise, Especially as the series has grown, franchises that people love, even outside of Nintendo, mm-hmm. and putting them all together, and matching, you know, like pitting them against one another it's it's amazing it's uh unprecedented Ooh. uh so i have a question about this okay i wonder if that is so first of all do you think that that is a, a reason that you are excited for uh for these games or that like the internet is excited or both i i think it's like uh, i i think it is what makes smash brothers um such an event even if you're not like consciously mm-hmm. uh bowled over by the fact that snake is in like the smash brothers game right or you don't particularly care that pac-man showed up it's right. like the uh the fact that it's happening at all and that is that it, it is done well mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of like uh infinity gauntlet or what do they call it? infinity war yeah just the avengers <laughs> yeah <laughs> avengers where um you're like Three-fourths the reason I'm impressed is that they pulled this off at all. Right. I, I can't believe that Robert Downey Jr. and Chadwick Boseman are in this movie at the same time. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yes. So I, I that is obviously part of the Smash Brothers DNA from the beginning, right? Um. That And even using your metaphor, like the original game was uh, like the concept, and I guess they're even sort of carrying this over into the new one that they are toys being played with by a kid, right? Um, But I wonder how much of... Because the game style doesn't necessarily dictate that you have characters from different franchises beating each other up. Um, A lot of what we do see in uh, Smash-like games does borrow, you know, borrows that element, Um, but not all of them do. Um, And I would say that... uh, I find myself less attracted to the Smash clones uh, that don't, uh, you know, use, uh, that aren't mashing up other franchises or only have, like, a guest character or two. Um, But it it is interesting to me that that has become, like, a fundamental building block of this style of game. Because really all it is is a, like, four-player, you know, up to four-player, maybe up to eight-player, like, simultaneous chaotic fighting game right well i feel like the other aspect of this and i'm sure we'll talk about it more when we're have actually had a chance to play ultimate Mm -hmm. is that it's a little bit like smash brothers to me is like the mario kart of fighting games yes where um because of the splatoon is the mario kart of first person shooters uh a little bit splatoon a little bit less okay um because i feel like splatoon is 
well balanced in the sense that there aren't really like items that can I see what win saying. a game yeah. for you where or like make you super competitive like if you're not good at splatoon 2 right you're, um, you'll get rolled no matter what right yeah um whereas like smash brothers you if you're playing against somebody who's like really skilled at the game like knows all the combos and the moves and everything you're probably not gonna win nine times out of ten but you can be competitive you can still have fun right yeah. it's like the difference between um gran turismo and mario kart and you know something like uh street fighter or tekken and smash brothers not that they're both they both don't have like their technical aspects but they're more uh friendly which is something that like i love because i don't need a uh car racing simulation that doesn't interest me i don't need you know like a technical (laughs) fighting like that doesn't interest me i love the idea of a uh a racing sim that is still (laughs) go-karts That's so fun to me, <laughs> but it's like really strict, like normal real world. Physics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to like, uh, and you're just the, kids the, at a go kart. The game starts. You're getting out of like your mom's car in front of like Boomers or Camelot or something. Right? <laughs> it's like a really, you know, like wow. They the model the detailing on the. Uh, like teenager taking our money. <laughs> it's so good. There's one track. <laughs> uh yeah that would be a a nightmare (laughs) no one would want to play this um but yeah and i i do think that one of the things that is interesting about um that accessibility of like anyone can play smash brothers um is that it a lot of that is accomplished by um the either like items or weapons or whatever that introduce more elements of chaos of uncontrollability um you can be really great at smash brothers as soon as someone gets like uh you know one of those power bombs like it's gonna mess up everything and uh everyone is vulnerable um and so like i think that that is almost more a a more fundamental building block of these games than the like crossover nature of them um, and obviously, like, Nintendo's never tried to do a, like, all Mario Smash or um, all, just despite what many people will say, an all Fire Emblem <laughs> Smash, um, even though, like, they could, you know, um, but if for whatever reason, the crossover nature of it has become part of, like, the proper Smash brand identity. I, I also think that one thing that, like, Smash Brothers um, has set the template for for these Smash like games Mm -hmm. is to my knowledge i i'm having trouble recalling a kind of like casual fighter like before smash brothers i mean arguably mortal Kombat. like the mortal Kombat games um you know with some exceptions have tended towards the more casual side that they, they are more focused on showing you something interesting or showing you something compelling and because it's mortal Kombat, it's usually like a gory thing um but like mortal Kombat has even sort of embraced the kind of spectacular nature of crossover um uh, of late the most recent mortal Kombat game has an alien in it uh, has a predator in it has like uh other like horror movie characters in them um and the same nether realm the same studio that does mortal Kombat, has also done the last two injustice games which are the DC characters, and the first one of those had uh, Scorpion in it as a downloadable uh, character. So, like, um, like I, I think Mortal Kombat is that same is that standard bearer for I, like casual. I guess I feel like Mortal Kombat is more a riff on like the Street Fighter formula, mm-hmm. and not 
three and didn't really set a template for like smash brothers mm-hmm. like i feel like it's a different type of it casual is, yeah it, it certainly is a different type of casual but I, I i don't think that there is i do think there is another market for casual of fighters um and obviously mortal Kombat is super popular that game sells incredibly well um and you know, it's only in the like most recent iterations that uh, the fighting game community has been like, oh yeah, and these ones actually are really good fighters too. Like they're mechanically sound. Um, but yeah, that that is interesting. That like there are maybe we have these two different examples of like here's how casual fighting games work. Yeah, I guess like how uh, Super Mario Brothers kind of defined platformers. Yeah, I feel like Smash Brothers defined a certain type of fighting game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh it it is interesting to me that like we see so many riffs on that when like we don't really see that many riffs on like Mario Kart. Like I guess there's the the Sonic um racing games, there's Mod Nation Racers and like I mean, I feel like there's a ton of Diddy garbage Kong, Diddy Kong racing like g- garbage kart racers come out all the time like the the Nickelodeon one, right? The Garfield one that just came out. Like, I forgot about the Garfield. Like, one. there's like fruit racers or whatever. You know, like sure. Uh, Sugar Rush from the Ralph Breaks the Internet <laughs> franchise. Um, yeah. Uh, so maybe I'm just totally wrong on that. Um, but so uh, we we thought we would uh, take a little time here to uh, break down um both our experiences and our not experiences with uh, games that are Smash Brothers like. Um, so I, we're going to start with a little bit of, uh, research that I did here that is not, you know, true to, I think either of our experiences. Mark, are you familiar with the game Super Smash Flash? It's a browser game. Um, so we're starting with a bootleg here, um, from April, 2006. It is a, uh, a Smash Brothers like game that in- uses Nintendo characters is a total bootleg ripoff pirate job, um, that you can play in a browser. Um, and uh, there is a sequel to this game that is in beta right now, so Super Smash Flash 2, which continues to use all of these like heavily copyrighted <laughs> Nintendo characters and all of this gameplay uh, that is very obviously just like ripped off directly um, from the original Nintendo game. Um, I just think it is interesting that there is such a... Like, this game is just out there. I also think it's interesting that they have like a beta... Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like it is, it, it, it there there seems to be a, a thriving community around it, um, but I, you know, it, the, there's uh, a, a limit to how much I can really get excited about a uh, bootleg game. Um, I guess there is one more uh, bootleg Smash like game that I am interested in, which is uh, Super Smash Land, um, which we've talked about on the show before. It is a, a Game Boy style demake of Super Smash Brothers. Um, that is just in those four Game Boy colors, different shades of green. <laughs> um, and, you know, it just includes, like, Pikachu, Link, um, Mario, uh, maybe Mega Man and Simon Belmont are in there. It's, it's like five or six characters um, and is, you know, a super, super simple um, demake of uh, Super Smash Brothers. Mark, did you ever get a chance to play Super Smash Land? No. Um, you can just download it on... it's playable on uh com- computer stuff and is an, actually a pretty competent um adaptation of um Super Smash Brothers and in fact um one of the uh officially like made games that we're talking about uh later in the episode um is made by the guy who made that 
um, a g- game that got published on uh, Xbox later. So, um, but <clears throat> let's go. Let's go back to the the first of these chronologically speaking, uh, which is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up. Which so, came, yeah. Oh no! I go ahead. Oh, just that uh, the basic facts of it came out September twenty second. 2009 on Wii and PlayStation 2. I think it's interesting that it wasn't really like looking at this list until the Wii era that we started seeing Smash-like games. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's worth noting that the first uh, Super Smash Brothers came out on the Nintendo 64 in 1999, and then two years later, the GameCube version Smash Brothers Melee comes out, uh, and then we don't see any new Smash uh, until the Wii comes out um in 2008 so that's a seven year gap and i feel like that uh maybe it was i was paying so much attention then but i feel like super smash brothers brawl was like an event on the scale the super smash brothers ultimate is uh like gearing up to be yeah i i i totally i totally think that's right um and part of that is because the wii was more especially in 2008 was still super popular with people who were playing Nintendo games and with just everyone, you know? Um, and uh, Melee is such a, like, legend in the franchise that, like, you know, the the thinking was, like, it could only be the greatest video game ever, um, which is an expectation that we always put on Smash. I don't really know why, <laughs> but, but we do. Um, and so uh, 2008, only the next year, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up comes out. Um, it is interesting that this game comes out on the Wii. Um, it, it also comes out on the PlayStation 2. I've only played the Wii version. Um, this game is uh, it's weird. Uh, so there is no, no real cross, crossover in this, right? Um, it is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles characters. Uh, and it starts with an incredibly limited roster of characters that are unlocked from the get-go. It's like the four main turtles, Splinter, April, Casey. And like, that's it. Maybe a foot soldier. Maybe not. Um, and so you've got to like unlock everyone, um, kind of laboriously, kind of slowly. Um, and well, the game basically steals the smash fighting formula one for one. Um, like, you know, you're building up, uh, uh, you are dealing damage to people, which is just like a percentage. And then you knock them out of the ring. Exactly. Like cut and paste, just like smash. Um, it's presentational aspects. Try to like borrow from like TMNT history and so like they present a lot of cutscenes like uh comic books um which I don't think this ever works in video games. Do you know what I'm talking about? It it always comes across as cheap. It always comes across as cheap. Um like there's some of it in the uh the first infamous um and like the game looks so good when it's running and then you're like oh now you're telling part of the story through like comic book art it just it it doesn't it doesn't make sense it's as though you're watching a movie and they're like oh you know this part of the game would really be better if you played it especially because the movie i mean what wasn't was this game tied to like this uh computer animated teenage mutant ninja turtle reboot like tmnt i think they called it so yes and no it uses the same voice cast for um and some similar designs um but it is not explicitly tied to any part of like the tmnt mythos um and peter laird one of the co-creators of of the ninja turtles um like wrote some of the stories in it um and there's obviously like original comic art so like it's not really clear they're not adapting anything it's not um you know well mirage comics was like part of uh you know working on this game they weren't 
It's not the Mirage version of the characters. It's not the movie version of the characters. It's not the cartoon version of the characters. Did the Wii version use motion controls? Or I don't remember it using motion controls. I uh, just remember having to play it with the, the Nunchuck and Wii Remote together. Basically the way that I played um, Smash as, as well. Um, or uh, yeah, Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, yeah, so I mean the, the, the game itself is feels a little bit unremarkable and... I think partially that is because it is not, it is just Ninja Turtles. Like um, they picked a license and just did it. Um, and where I do think it, there, there are a lot of missed opportunities in this game. I think it is largely like half baked. Um, and like the, the roster is too small. Uh, even when you unlock everyone, it's, uh, it's still only like 20 ish characters. Um, the Wii U version had some uh, ex- characters that were exclusive to it, including a rabid version, uh, like Raving Rabbids, because this game oh, was, was an Ubisoft it's game. It's a new Ubisoft published game. Um, uh, a rabid version of Splinter, a rabid foot soldier, just a regular old rabid. Um, so, you know, beaten uh, Mario plus Rabbids <laughs> Kingdom Battle to the punch by like 10 years. Um, uh, but yeah, so e- even with all of that, um, it's still, it feels so like insular and like, pretty vanilla even by ninja turtle standards because like the teenage mutant ninja turtles mythology is wide ranging and you can go back to like ancient japan you can go to dimension x and you can do you know leatherhead and all these like amazing mutants um and the roster was just very conservative um and kind of boring in that regard so the game itself becomes conservative and kind of boring i mean i think it's uh, i i never played this game i think um the expectations for like a licensed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like smash up like this were probably pretty modest. Yeah. But the next game on our list, expectations were sky high. Okay, let's get to this game because this is probably the most interesting one on the list. We are talking about 2012's PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Now we are going to break form for a second and talk about a game that did not come to a Nintendo platform. Uh, This game came to the PlayStation 3 and Vita at the same time. Um, That does mean that PlayStation beat Nintendo to a portable Smash-like game. That's right. Facts are facts. They got there first. Um, So, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. This game is uh, more aesthetically and like uh, conceptually stealing from smash brothers in that it is like we're going to take all of the uh like sony platform heavy hitters yep and we're gonna mix them all together in one chaotic mess and you're gonna love it um so notable characters in this game uh you've got your nathan drake you've got your sack boy you've got a sweet tooth from twisted metal um uh, kratos yeah kratos is in here um parappa the rapper is in here although the creator of parappa the rapper was um upset that they put they they liked that parappa was getting some attention Mm -hmm. uh but then was like i wish he wasn't in such a violent game if they let me make another parappa i would totally do it (laughs) and they were like nope we just want to make him punch (laughs) um so you know it's it's uh it's these kinds of characters um that uh do appear in um in playstation games uh, and they did a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff with like the stages where every level was like a crossover between um, two different PlayStation properties. Um, and uh, so that that it's all like it's all sort of cool. And I think the 
like mission of PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale was uh like on the right track. Um, but the game falls short in a couple different ways. Um, I think the first is in the roster. Yeah, it's just hard to muster enthusiasm for any of these characters. I don't know that maybe Parappa the Rappa, but otherwise, are any of these beloved characters? I mean, like, I would say that Nathan Drake is a beloved character, but, like, not really in this way. Like, there's something about the Nintendo characters in how simple they are that, like, if I get Zelda punching Mario... It's delightful. It's delightful. But, like, if I get... And I'm just going to use, like, far afield uh, PlayStation characters here. But if I get, you know, Sully from Uncharted punching, uh, you know, Ellie from The Last of Us, like... Well, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know these characters in their lives. I don't, I don't want them to be violent towards each other. Um, and, like, there's the sort of ma- more mature nature of the, the PlayStation games makes it harder for it, it to be, like, a fun little, like, beat-em-up, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like uh, Princess Peach beating up Dr. Mario is so completely out of either, like, either character's natures. Right. Whereas, like, Nathan Drake beating up Kratos... You're just kind of like, you're like, yeah, those yeah, are violent okay. people. Those are both killers. <laughs> like, you leave Parappa the Rapper out of this. Right. He He's should too have... innocent. He should show up in Smash Brothers. Yes. Oh, my God. Mark. <laughs> I would love that. Um, but so, yeah, like the game. And like, you, you just have to have like a sense of humor about these things, right? If you're, if you're mixing all of these mythologies together and... Like it, it just never felt like they had settled on a tone for the game in general that made a lot of sense or acknowledged that sense of humor. I mean, I yeah, I, I feel like it's a really good example because, as far as I know, and I only played a small amount of this game. Yeah. Like technically, it seemed as in like the fighting controls or whatever, mm-hmm. like seemed competent sure as like a fighting game it seemed competent with one exception so the the, and it's a big one the way the game works is uh, when you hit opponents with regular attacks it knocks little blue orbs out of them and you absorb these little blue orbs Um, there are also orbs that just appear around the screen and you collect them as well and as you get blue orbs your like super meter or whatever it's called goes up um, and when it reaches a certain level, then you can use a special move. And so there's like level one special moves, level two, and level three. And the only way to knock someone out is to use a special move. So you are never actually damaging your opponent. You are only ever building up your meter, which feels weird, right? Like in any other fighting game, if you're chipping away at someone's health or like raising their damage percentage, you are doing something to make them less effective and not make yourself more effective. Um, and I think they did this just so they could be like, no, 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 look, we're not Smash Brothers. We're different. It's a different style of game. But like, it is a worse style of game as far as I'm concerned. If they just went the extra mile and were just like, yep, it's Smash, and they can, have the, they can still have those meters and build up you know, moves that are more likely to knock you out of the ring. But like, it is so important to have that like feeling of progression that you're actually chipping away at your opponent's health. Um, otherwise, it just it feels hollow. 
this the way it is. The premise for this game, which is just like, oh, we'll just do Smash Brothers, but with PlayStation characters, yeah, is on paper a great idea. Yes, but I think it was doomed to failure because those games, while a lot of those games, like Uncharted and God of War and Twisted Metal, well, they are like they are fun. Mm-hmm. They're not fun in the same way that Nintendo games are fun, which I would say are more like joyful. Sure, yeah. Right? Like, Uncharted, playing those games are can be an amazing experience, but it's not a joyful experience. You're yeah. not delighted or surprised. Or you might be surprised, but you're not, like, delighted in the same right. way that you are with Super Mario Odyssey. And so uh, you just have a different connection to those characters. I think going back to your original point, just just, like, you have a different connection with those characters than you do with Nintendo's rosters or the characters that they choose, like Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, they're picking those characters pretty deliberately, right? Um, I remember being very surprised when we saw that uh, Solid Snake was going to be in uh, Smash Brothers Brawl, right? Um, Because he felt to me, and I was younger at the time, so I probably wasn't really seeing Metal Gear as a series for what it actually is, but I saw him as too serious of a character um, to be, you know, in fighting in a ring with, like, you know, Little Mac and and Mario. Again, Little Mac wasn't in that game, but whatever. Um, that like he's not cartoony enough, and it's like as uh, an adult that can actually see that Metal Gear is a work of parody. Uh, in addition to being like whatever statements you know uh, Kojima is actually making uh, about uh, war or whatever, um, it is largely a work of parody and is a joke. Um, so it makes perfect sense in Smash, even if I didn't see it at the time. Yeah, and they, uh, the character himself in Smash, uh, is goofy. Is goofy. Yeah. Um, which you know when uh, like Raiden shows up in PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, he's not goofy. Taken deadly seriously. Deadly serious, which is a problem for that character in general. Um, but so at this point we uh, start to move away from. Um, games that are uh, crossover fighters and into like a new generation of uh, Smash-like games that are presenting their entirely unique rosters. Um, uh, so there, there are three big ones that, that we're going to talk about and two that we actually have experience with. So uh, forgive us as we don't have information about everything. Um, but uh, Brawlhalla, uh, which came out in November of 2015. So the, And I was looking it up. That was actually like kind of when it started its open beta, but it was officially released in 2017. Oh, okay, so like great. Two years later. Um, and then uh, Rivals of the Aether, which is the the Xbox game that or Xbox One game that I was uh, talking about before, which is the sort of spiritual sequel to Super Smash Land. So it was that guy who developed that bootleg Smash. Oh, game, cool. Um, who got to actually make a Smash Brothers uh style game. Um, and then Brawl Out, which came uh, out uh just in 2017 um and now both brawlhalla and brawlout are available on switch which is why uh you know mark and i were interested in in picking them up in the first place um so uh how do you want to tackle this what would you like to talk about so i feel like brawl i feel like brawl out is the most traditional like smash like game out of the two that we've played yes um so uh brawl out uh is uh, it it has the same sort of presentation as um, Smash Brothers in that um, it's all 3D models uh, and 
Um, I guess I guess that's really it. Is that it? It looks probably the most like Smash, um, and doesn't present a huge uh, roster of characters. Um, you know, it's maybe like twenty, and some of those are uh, guest characters like the Drifter from Hyperlight Drifter, um, Juan from Guac from Guacamelee, uh, and Ukulele. Uh, I think U- Ukulele is a, a recent addition. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and a, a lot of the other characters, there are like variations on them that have, um, you know, minor cosmetic and like stat differences. Um, you know, basically they're like Echo Fighters in um, Smash Ultimate. Um, but it keeps that roster like pretty tidy. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't become overwhelming. Um, so we played a little bit of Brawl Out together. Uh, maybe like a week or go, week or so ago. Um, what what did you think about it when we were playing? I was initially I was skeptical. Yeah. Um, but I actually found myself enjoying it once I found a character that um, I like took to their controls. Yeah. Well, you're playing as the bird whose name I can't remember. <laughs> right. This is this is one of the things that's hard about talking about these games where it's all new characters where you're like I don't know who this is. Um, and with the exception of the three crossover characters that I named, I can't really name Paco the Frog, uh-huh. four armed frog. I like him. Um, kind like, of like Brawlout's mascot. Yeah, he is kind of like Brawlout's mascot, um, who is uh, playable from the beginning, which cannot be said of Brawlhalla and Brawlhalla's <laughs> mascot. But we'll get to Brawlhalla in a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Brawlout. Um, yeah. So you so you were saying that it was fun for you once you like found a character. Yeah, like it actually felt like the. Uh, closest to smash brothers yeah which i feel like is like the niche is trying to fill right like on pc or where there isn't a super smash brothers game yeah um it's a pretty good substitute yeah um i i will say that uh it doesn't run super well on switch it was the craziest thing to me was how much difficulty it had on the character select screen yeah it was very strange Uh, we were playing it docked um and mark and i are like scrolling around trying to figure out who these characters are and it took a good like three seconds for it to like load the image of the character. Yeah, felt longer than that, but it probably was. Just I mean, like three, three seconds. seconds is a long time. Yeah, like, this is as we're on the character select screen, just moving from the one cursor. character to the next. Yeah, it would take a really long time. The load the load screens were really long as well. But like once you got into the actual match, yeah, it felt uh fine. Like, yeah, and fun and fast. Uh, no items in this game, right? And I wasn't sure if that was something that you can that you can toggle on or off, or if it was just no items as well. At sure. All. I, I mean, I think it is just no items. Um, I, I guess I I didn't do a, a super deep dive into the game, but I did play some more like single player matches and a couple online. Um, and uh, it's really just the game, the, like the fighting mechanics itself. Um, this one may also be one of the more competitive ones. Uh just in that like the individual fighting is deep enough that uh you don't really need um all the extra accoutrement of uh you know chaos chaos that um those other things bring in um you know that this game takes a lot of elements from the smash series and like from the competitive uh scene um like it makes uh wave dashing like an explicit thing that like the character can do just by hitting either L or R and like picking a direction you can do that in the air um and so they just sort of like dodge away it's not a like shield and roll uh, necessarily they just take the like the the wave dashing part of it um and implement it into the game proper um 
So I, I, this is the one that for me feels the most like a fighting game, um, but also sort of the most like a Smash game. And probably my favorite Smash-like, perhaps not the most interesting, I still think PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale is more interesting, um, but this may be my favorite of, of these games. Yeah, I feel like they did a really good job of copying the stuff from Smash Brothers that they wanted to copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I suppose that's flattering. Yeah, kudos, good copy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also think that the original characters are interesting, too, and have personality, um, you know, in, in a way that uh, I, I'm definitely going to say that we don't see in, in Brawlhalla. Um, definitely aesthetically, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you're saying, interesting. The color choices are interesting. Like, it's vibrant. Yeah. Um, and most of the characters are animals, uh, which is also just, like, an interesting little hook. Um, you know, like I said, there's a frog. There's, like, a cat lady. There's... Um, like a, the falcon yeah, character there's like a frozen walrus man um so like it's the they're they're cool looking characters um yeah you're you're probably not going to be like uh fall in love with them but they are interesting enough that yeah like it it doesn't feel like a ripoff yeah absolutely um do you want to pivot on doesn't feel like a ripoff to brawlhalla well so brawlhalla is interesting to me because it is much more akin to Fortnite or League of Legends mm-hmm. or um, Paladins or any of these other, like Arena Valor, like any of these free-to-play service games. Which it should be noted Brawlhalla is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I didn't realize. Yeah, that it just is free-to-play. I, I was also confused about that, too, that I, uh, I thought, like, it's free on Switch for a little bit. Um, but it is, in fact, free on Switch and on everything that it's on. Yeah, and so the way it works is... Um, just like any of those other service games, you can pay money to unlock characters, or you can earn gold um, in, by participating in online matches that you can use to unlock characters and skins and different weapon and, yeah, and all, it, all that kind of stuff. It also has like blind boxes that you can open to just see, you know, it's a random chance of what, what you get to unlock and, there. And like uh, League of Legends or Arena of Valor, um, there are like six or so fighters that are unlocked in a given like time period, maybe like a week mm-hmm. that you can play for free. Um, and then in a week they'll rotate out and oh, you may not be able to okay. have those characters again. And then, um, if you, if you like find a finder that you want to play, you have to purchase it I to see. know that it'll be there all the time. Cause there is, uh, w- one of the fighters in Brawlhalla, like the one that's on the icon, um, you know, on the, uh, your home screen on, on switch, um, was not available to play this week. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't play as the, what I perceive to be the main character, um, through the course of this game. So Brawlhalla does have items. Yes. And it does something a little like interesting. There's three items that are, uh, like could or like persist or like a bomb a um a mine and uh like horn that yeah the horn that like summons some a valkyrie or yeah, something something that like does deals a little bit of damage to anybody in its path uh and then the rest of the time it will drop you, the swords are dropped and when you pick them up you are getting one of two item types that your character could have um if you're a ranged character it'll be a bow or uh, if you're a melee character, they're like 
kind of like Hulk hands that you put on like fists basically right and, and then, then there are like sword characters too where like one of them is like a, a like a, a lance yeah yeah and then the yeah and the other is like a yeah it's like a spear or something um and uh you don't at least as far as i can tell you don't know which of those two you're picking up yeah until uh you grab them i'm also not really clear on how long you hold them it seems like a while and then you either lose it or like it gets knocked out of you or oh yeah i'm not sure you don't hold on to it for the whole, I, for the whole match i was t- i took to throwing mine fairly often oh great so I, yeah um it also has like a couple of interesting game types mhm they introduced one not that long ago where um the goal of it is to, it's two on two, and it, they're dropping a soccer ball, and it's like an oversized soccer ball, and you're just trying to get it into the other team's um, goal. Yeah. And the first team to five wins. The other one that I actually thought was kind of fun was you pick three fighters, the other person picks three fighters, and every and it's a three-stock match, and every time you die you're you come you respawn as like the next fighter that you pick yeah well and this is a a mode that's in the new smash right oh it might be uh i i think this is something that they uh brought up in in one of the directs uh so it's good to see that smash is learning <laughs> from its clones uh-huh. um yeah uh, and so the the presentation of this game is all, all the characters are are 2d fighters um and you know there's there are so many characters in this thing um, and I can't really tell. Are they all different, or I, I think they're all. I, I do think they're all different. But there are only so many different like types, right? Like right. you said, if it, if you're a range type, then you get like these two different uh, weapons. So like, even if you are, it may just be like difference in stats or like how much damage or they deal or you know whatever. Or aesthetics, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. So. I think the 2D aspect of it works fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it looks okay. I was really disappointed in the music. Yeah, I actually think the 2D aspect of it makes it look a little bit cheap. Um, because I think the way that, like, the characters are animated, um, that, like, the individual parts of the sprites are actually polygons. Um, so that, like, someone's arm is three different you know polygons. One for the hand, one for the forearm, and one for, like, the shoulder to the, to the elbow. Um, and that they're just sort of like animated uh, together. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not really, it's not a, a real sprite and it's not a real like polygon model. It's the sort of like crappy in between, um, which allows them to, you know, just like put the same uh, skeleton, you know, the same like wireframe skeleton on, you know, half the characters um, and like animate them all the, the same way. Um, is a quick and easy way for them to just load the game up with characters and introduce more whenever, um, you know, when they... So uh, Shovel Knight is in, or is coming to this game, I'm not really sure which, because he wasn't available when I was playing. Um, and it's not just Shovel Knight, it is Shovel Knight, uh, it is King Knight, it is uh, Dark Knight, it is Plague Knight, it is Spectre Knight, and maybe that's it. But that's five characters um, from Shovel Knight. Um, and in any other, you know, in Smash Brothers, you've got to be Fire Emblem to get five characters, right? <laughs> and in Brawlout, that's like a fourth of the entire roster. Right, exactly. Um, but, like, it seems like it's very easy for them to just, uh, you know, make up the uh, physics of, of one character oh, sure. and just, like, staple it on uh, an existing character type. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess... 
to me, I I thought that Brawlhalla was fine. Yeah. Um, I think I had more fun with Brawl Out, but there is something, uh, in my mind to be said for these free to play games. Sure. Yeah. That it's like it's a the barrier to entry is none. Basically, right. you know, you need a system to run it on. And other than that, and a Nintendo Online subscription. <laughs> but if you're, uh, you know, if you're playing this on PC, yeah, or any of the other platforms it's available for, I like the idea that somebody is able to experience these games without having to put a ton of money into them. Like, right. I, I mean, I guess on the flip side, I don't like that it. If you are playing this game because you're playing it for free, um, and you want to experience more of it. Like, there's really no ceiling to how much money you could spend on this. That game. is 100% true. I guess, like, I, I, kind of, I think it would have been fun when I was a kid if these free-to-play sure. games yeah. were around because you'd get to play a Overwatch-like game. You would get to play Fortnite. You would get to play, you know, like, I, yeah. I like that the barrier for entry to games is getting lower and lower. And it's true that the flip side of that is that the amount of money that you can spend on it is infinite. But I would like to think that you know, people are introduced to this sort of game and then um, will maybe decide that they want to pick up Smash Brothers or they want to pick up, I guess, PlayStation All-Stars or something like that. <laughs> or Brawlout, even. Or Brawlout. Um, yeah, and I mean, what one thing I will say in uh, Brawlout's favor is that it had probably the like most seamless and easy online experience that I've had with any Nintendo Switch game um, where, like, it, uh, you know, you just go into the multiplayer lobby and it drops you first, like into a, a like little waiting area where you're playing against computer opponents. Um, but every time it did that, I was there for like four seconds, and then I was in a game with uh, three other players. Um, and it didn't like no one was stuttering around the screen. Everything seemed super fluid and super easy. And I think some of that might be that like it's not communicating that much information between them, like. Again, if all you are is like, uh, you know, four or five different discrete wire frames with different paint on them. Are you talking about Brawlhalla? I'm talking about Brawlhalla. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if I said that, but yeah. Um, Brawlhalla, super smooth online experience. Yeah, I, I felt the same exact way. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so which, which makes uh, that super low barrier to entry even lower. That like the pain points of this game are, are almost non-existent. Um, so it, it is, uh, this is the game that was, uh, or the studio that was purchased by Ubisoft, yes? Right. Um, so that makes it the, the second Ubi appearance that we're seeing on this list of, of Smash-like games. Um, and uh, uh, Rayman is a, a playable character in this. Um, I, you know, you should put those rabid characters from TMNT Smash Up in here as well. Um, but I, I, th- I just think that's interesting that uh, this is a market or a kind of game that Ubisoft is keeping an eye on. Uh, yeah. I also think it's just interesting that one of like a smash like game that can exist as a service. Yeah. You know, like it'll uh, potentially we'll just keep adding new fighters forever and ever and ever. Right. Um, so this does leave out the uh, rivals of Aether, which is a, another one of these games that we haven't played. Um, it has a pretty good reputation. And also uh, is um, a largely original cast, um, but then has some crossover characters in it. Um, so it the the only one of these that we've talked about that doesn't have any like crossover component at all. I guess none of them because the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one had the rabid characters in them. So like everyone has decided 
if it's not a crossover, it has crossover characters in it. <laughs> so maybe maybe I'm just wrong, and that's <laughs> that's what these games always are going to be. Um, Mark, do you have any like grander conclusions about the identity of this kind of game, or is there anything from Brawlhalla and Brawlout or any of these games that you'd like to see? adapted into smash proper i think uh i guess just my experience playing brawlout and brawlhalla and the other smash like games that i've seen it um more than anything proves what like a special alchemy super smash brothers is totally because you can take like brawlout is a as far as i can tell like a very good yeah game for what it is a good execution on that formula but it doesn't feel the same like it doesn't feel special because it doesn't have the like intangible elements that um like the uh the music like the different soundtracks you know the different remixes the stages and some of it is just like straight up nostalgia i don't have nostalgia for forearm frogman Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, because none exists. <laughs> do you think, and because I've been thinking about this a, a lot lately, do you think that there is a either video game company or um, you know a franchise of some kind that could be adapted into um, a Smash-like game that would work for you? Like, I, I would say that for me, like TMNT Smash Up does makes a lot of sense. Should be better than it is. I love the Ninja Turtle universe. I think the characters are varied enough that if they really went nuts with it, like that could have the same sort of appeal for me that Smash Brothers does. I don't know. I feel a little bit like, and and I a hundred percent believe that you know, like individual franchises could make yeah. a like fun Smash like fighter. But I do feel like in the grand scheme of like a Smash Brothers game where you're taking characters from tons of different companies and mixing them all together lovingly you know like with a lot of attention to detail it feels like a nintendo's uh already drank that milkshake sure sure you know like i I, I don't know who else would even like want to try to attempt it because most other companies like that could venture um a, a try they're already participating in Smash Brothers. Right. Or are expressing that same sort of idea in a different way. Like um, Capcom has the Marvel versus Capcom games. And also, uh, what are those games that are, it's like a, a Capcom and SNK and maybe Sega are all in like a, a role-playing game together. Do you know these games? Mm-hmm. They're real weird. Um, so like it's that same sort of concept, but expressed differently. And obviously like Marvel has the Avengers um, and just comics in general, which is a crossover fest all the time. Um, but like, if there was a just straight Marvel Smash like game, it, but it wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't be the same yeah, because I guess it's you're right, just it's, it's not quite as big. Yeah, it's it's just like putting all the Marvel characters together, and you're like, that's that's cool. Right. Like it is. It's cool. It's cool. But we've a we've seen it. It just in in different contexts. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe maybe that's it. Maybe Nintendo drank that milkshake. I don't know. I'd love to be wrong. All right. Well, uh, let's, hey, let's close out this segment, and then we'll start asking questions of our, our, our listeners. Let's ask these questions. What sort of uh, franchise or company or whatever, how do you Or like think? mix of companies. Like before we started this, we were pitching a Kingdom Hearts brawler. Yeah. I mean, w- that actually, if there was a Disney 
Smash like, that's pretty close. That could do it because you could have Star Wars in there. <laughs> you have Marvel in there. You could have Marvel in there. You could put Wally in there. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's a perfect game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect game, and I haven't even mentioned princesses yet. Um, but yeah, any anything like that, pitch those to us. We would love to read uh, your ideas or your reactions to this. Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com. And also, if you have any experience with uh, any of these games that we have mentioned, or like uh, the Rivals of Aether, which we didn't really have anything uh, to say, would love to hear all of that. Um, it is fascinating to me that there are so many that there are you know fighting game communities that have sprung out of these things. Um, and also, are there any that we missed? Um, I don't think that we missed any like substantial ones there was a second where i was like does power stone kind of count as one of these um i don't think it does i think it's uh, a unique kind of fighting game pure and perfect in its own way um but write into us with any of that nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com mark what do you think time to close this out yeah let's do it let's get out of here if you like this episode please uh, rate review subscribe and apple podcasts that all helps us out tremendously we can't cross over with mario or with the teenage mutant ninja turtles so the only way for us to get our name out there is for you to share us on facebook or twitter uh on facebook i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mke mitchell and the show is at nincart society on twitter on twitter what i don't know what i said facebook i said that facebook on facebook the show is just nintendo cartridge society we keep that one easy um, I'm falling apart, so this is the end of the show. <laughs> uh, Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thanks for listening. Campfire.